Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these streets. So happy new week, everyone. Public service announcement. Today is daylight savings. So March 12th is daylight savings. I was not aware of this fact. I was not aware. I literally just looked at my calendar and saw that it was highlighted daylight savings. Now, every year, I feel like social media, friends and family all get together and look out for each other. And we get all these texts reminding us to put our clocks ahead an hour. I received no such text. I did not see any posts regarding spring forward. So I don't know what's going on with you people, (laughs) but I rely on you guys to keep me on track. This is not acceptable. You guys are lucky I had nothing important to do this morning, but really to my surprise. So I wanted to just put that out there because there may be others. There may be others out there who were not aware, who are not aware that today is daylight savings. Please take this time to switch your clocks, put it ahead one hour so that you're not late for work, not late for the flights and whatever else you guys have going on in these streets. You're welcome. So I am so excited, though, for this week. I don't know why, but I feel like I've had like a rush of energy these last few weeks. But um, I love spring. Well, let me let me clarify that. I love the idea of spring. I do not like the rain. I am not a whole April flowers bring May flowers type person. Is it what, what did I say? April showers bring May flowers. I'm not about that. I'm not about operating in the rain. But I like the idea of spring because it brings me closer to summer. And I also am excited at the fact that at 4 p.m., you know, it will not be dark outside. I will be able to still be in these streets, you know, maybe up until 7, 8 o'clock, and it will actually have some sunlight. So I am excited about that. But either way, today we have an amazing show. I'm not going to go on and on today with my, you know, preliminary discussions Albin is back, guys. Remember our co-host, our off-again, on-again co-host, um, Albin? <laughs> Many people were asking me about him. Um, like, what happened to Albin? What happened to that guy that used to be on the show? Well, Albin is back today. He is going to be talking about his journey, um, you know, why he's been kind of MIA a little bit. So I really, really um, want you guys to tune in and keep it locked because... After we get into, you know, Albin's story and journey, we do somehow slip into, you know, the according to RP preliminary banter that I know so many of you guys have been missing. I'm still trying to figure out how I want to reintroduce the preliminaries and, you know, the womp womps of the week, the Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week, the, you know, big up of the week and the random stuff that we talk about that you guys love hearing my opinion on. Um, figuring out how to get that back in there, but you guys will be very entertained. I, I listened to the playback and I was entertained <laughs> at the conversation. So we do get a little of the trending topics toward 
the tail end of the show. So make sure that you keep it locked for the entirety of the show. It is a long episode because we haven't had our boy Albin in the building for quite some time. And so once we got him in the building, it was hard to get him out. <laughs> so it's going to be a long episode today. I'm forewarning you guys, but you will not regret it. So with that being said, um, I don't know. It's it's spring forward. Turn your clocks back <laughs> or forward an hour. Have an amazing week. And we are now moving forward to the meat of the show. Oh, and happy Women's History Month. I am not sure if I have made this declaration, if I've made this shout out, um, because March has been a little weird. You know, I know we didn't have um, our show for the last week or two. So in the event that I did not welcome well, Women's History Month. I did not usher in the spirit of Women's History Month on this show. Happy Women's History Month. We are doing amazing things at Black Ivy Media. So I'm plugging that platform there. Please follow us at Black Ivy Media on Instagram. There we are continuing our third annual Phenomenal Black Women series where we are featuring 31 phenomenal black women from our communities. So from the New York City area, we have women from Montreal, we have women from Haiti, we have women from all over, you know, the United States. And I think we have some um, some women from Europe that we're going to be featuring. But these are everyday women. These are not celebrities who are making impacts. These are rising stars in our communities. So definitely pay us a visit at Black Ivy Media on Instagram so you can see our daily features of these women. Please support these women. Learn about them. They are so dope. They are so amazing. And with that being said, we are on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm back with a special guest who's still a co-host sometimes. <laughs> I know you guys have been wondering because some of you guys have actually DM'd me and asked me, whatever happened to that guy that was on the show with you? And I'm just like, I don't know what happened to him. But <laughs> but today, today is a special day because Albin, our co-host Albin, is back on the According to RP show. Albin, say hello. How you doing? What's going on? Alvin, don't give us the swap voice. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. What's going on? I'm sorry. I can't. I don't know. What He's getting ready for late night radio. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Nah. What's going on, y'all? What's good? What's good? How you feel? What's going on? <laughs> well, I'm happy to have you back. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. Yeah. Several months, actually. It's crazy. That you've uh, been on this show. But I know that, you know, we've we've kept in contact, even though, the, you know, the show hasn't heard you. Yeah. I've heard from you. Um, and so today, I guess you're going to kind of give us, well, one, you're going to give us an update on what's been going on, I guess, why we haven't heard from you. But two, you really want to talk about your journey because you have a very interesting story, a very interesting journey. Um, one that I think that really needs to be shared because I feel like there's a lot of us out here um, in these professional streets just trying to figure things out, especially on the financial front. A lot of us, uh, I think are, you know, some of us are still swimming in debt. Some of us are still trying to figure out how to climb out of consumer debt, student loan debt to really get to a space where we are happy, content, at least. Um, and the struggle is real. The struggle is real. And 
I'm really happy that I have you to talk about it because you are, you know, an everyday person, right? You're not like a celebrity. You're not like, because, you know, a lot of times you have people who come on and they talk about their journeys and they talk about the things that they've done to kind of get to, um, I guess, the winner's circle in a sense. And these are individuals who are, they're like gurus, they're coaches, they're, you know, there's like something attached to it. But you're kind of like, the people who are tuning in are are going to be able to identify and relate with you as like, oh, like, Albin is me, I'm Albin. This sure. is not like a pie in the sky. This is not something that's unattainable. It's coming from a real guy, a real dude. So, Albin, please reintroduce yourself because, you know, since you've been gone... There have been a lot more, according to RP, followers and listeners. So reintroduce yourself and then just, you know, take us on that journey. What's going on, beautiful people? Um, My name is Alvin Boucher, co-host of the According to RP show. Um, So essentially, I just kind of want to go through my story. That cool. We can do that. Yeah. So I'll start um, 2018. But, but the people still need to know who you are. Malvin Boucher. I work in education. I am a teacher slash dean. Uh, I've been working in education for about 10 years now. Um, I have a cleaning business as well. Julius Cleaning Company. Uh, the link will be available. Uh, if you guys are interested in getting any residential commercial spaces clean, we have cleaners. Uh, we're looking for more as well. So uh, if you're interested, just hit me up. The link will be in the bio. Um, yeah, I'm just a black man trying to figure it out in New York. All right. All right. So let me tell you the story. 2018, I'm accepted to NYU. Credit score is about 750. I'm riding on this like imaginary carpet of like, yo, I got into my dream school. Bills are looking good. Everything's good. So like I get to NYU and I just start spending money. You know what I mean? Like, I just start going crazy. Like, you know, a lot of people here, a lot of your listeners, they understand the uh, the refund check. Yes. <laughs> so I in, lived for that refund right. check. So in college, the refund check is probably like 15, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. Grad school, refund checks is like 20, 30. So picture this. I'm 2018. I'm... Like 33, I have no bills. I just paid everything off and I got about 10 left just to like spend. So like 2018, I'm everywhere. 2019, I'm in Africa. I'm in Woodland. I'm in Quads of Chrome. <laughs> Shout out to Woodland. <laughs> I'm in BK Besso. I'm in Peaches. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at Dumbo House. Like I'm just... I'm taking trips. I'm in Portland. I'm in Michigan. I'm like, like I'm like running for office or something. Like, you know, what I mean? like, I'm, like I'm a pot, you know what I mean? Like Making appearances everywhere, everywhere. Right. So I'm, I'm racking it up now because I'm running out of cash. So I'm racking it up. I'm at NYU. As you know, NYU is like one of the best schools in New York, one of the best schools in the nation. So the school was really hard. So like I'm stressed now with the stress I'm overeating, I'm overspending. So like, I'm just going crazy. Um, 2020, the pandemic hits and like everything stops and I have to look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, yo, what is going on? I get COVID like in respect to everybody who had it, whoever that passed away. But like I had the first one, mm-hmm. like the, the, the real one, like the OG, the OG, I had the old, <laughs> like you had OG COVID, you had COVID-19, not COVID-21. Yo, <laughs> yo, yes, I did. 
Like, so picture this. I'm in the hospital. IV's coming out of my arm. I got the mask on. I can't breathe. I'm in the hospital. I'm seeing all these older women, like, they're praying. They're chanting. Like, everybody has a mask on. Every time a doctor would pass by us, they'll be, like, in a super, like, radioactive type of outfit that you mm-hmm. saw on The Simpsons when he's, like, with the beaker. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> They got like the goggles, like the head, like the, the whole thing, like the, the helmet and all that. So I'm like, yo, what is going on? I asked the doctor, I pulled the doctor to the side. I'm like, listen, am I going to die? And he looked at me. He's like, I don't know. It can go either way. And I'm like, okay. So like, mind you, I'm, I can't breathe. Like, it's like somebody's choking me. Like mm-hmm. I can't breathe. So <clears throat> like I, 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 at that point, you know, you just kind of like have to look in the mirror and just realize like what's going on. Like, how did I get here? Right. The the fact is I was eating crazy. I was spending crazy. I was not taking care of my health. I was not taking care of my financial health. All in all, I, I like to say COVID-19 saved my life mm. because I was outside. Like I thought I was puff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought I was, I thought, you know, I thought I was GBC, you know what I mean? I, I like, was I, out here. I, like, I thought, I thought, you know what I mean? But the money dried up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I started putting things on a credit card, the credit card debt, you know, the, the debt started rising. So I'll say the numbers, man. I mean, that's what y'all want. Listen, I drop was, the numbers because we want to, we want the real, real, authentic, authentic. Because some of us, you know what, as crazy as I haven't seen your numbers. It might be crazy, but I'm sure some of us are walking around with crazy numbers and maybe even crazier numbers. So across five credit cards, I owe thirty thousand dollars. I went and got it. <laughs> you know, just saying these stories, man. I went and got the consolidation loan, mm-hmm. the debt consolidation loan. Right. I paid it off. I paid it off. And then I still use the credit cards. Of course, it's a use, cycle. It's like it's a vicious I still cycle. like. So now I owe like about 40. I'm not telling nobody this. At the same time, IRS is sending me up. Oh. I got an IRS bill now. 15. Okay. Uh, so now I'm stressed. Right? Yeah. So, whenever so now, I see anything IRS. Yeah. So now, <laughs> so, so, now, so now I'm stressed. So every day now I develop like this, this like blood pressure thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm like every day I'm like impending doom. So now I go to the doctor, I got this big copay. So now I got to pay this down because now I'm thinking like I'm not sleeping right. So now they're thinking sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. So they got to do the test. The test is not covered on the insurance. Like everything, my relationships ain't going right. And like last year, I'm thinking like, yo, last year I was puff. You out here in these streets. But now I'm like G'd up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like Black Rob out here. Like what happened? I thought I was so... Just going through that journey, man, like just going from the top of your game all the way to the bottom. It right. was just like tough. But 2020, I said, you know what? I can't go lower than this. I can't go lower than this. And I just really kind of put my feet in the sand. I just dug through. Mm-hmm. I dug through. So I tell you step by step, anybody going through this, let's do it. This is what it is. This is what I did. First thing I did, I had to repent. I realized like, yo, I was away from... Um, God, man, I was like out of it. Like I, I thought I was like in the streets. I was doing this, doing that, walking around with things on me. Like I had to like get back in church. So I did that. Okay. Once I got back in church, I started tithing again. I was like, y'all don't have much, but if you're real, you're going to get me out of the situation. Right. Like, like, like 
testing God, like telling right. him. And he tells you to test him. And the Bible says, to, the Bible mm-hmm. says, test me in this. Mm-hmm. I will. Y'all, y'all know the verse. So some of them might know, not, not know the verse though. <laughs> some of them might not know the verse. <laughs> But if, I, Google, but if you Google, if you Google, Google what you just said. <laughs> I, I don't know the verse either. Right? <laughs> if you Google it, I'm sure Google or chat GPT will tell you exactly 100%. what you need to know. Essentially, it's about tithing. It says that, you know, test me in this. If you tithe, if you give me your best, I will make sure that your barn is filled up to the top to mm-hmm. the point that it will be, you know, just no room for the blessing. Right. Did that um, for about a year. Just tithing, just tithing, just tithing. So I'm just grinding. So that means like I picked up an extra job. I was like a direct service professional on the, on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like dealing with mentally challenged people. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the guy that was walking up to Dwayne Reed. You know what I mean? Or like walking up to the Apple store. Or like, <laughs> do, you know what I'm saying? Like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, like three kids with Like mm-hmm. I had to do that. Then like, I, you know, I, like it, the, the, the the hardest part about the whole thing was that, yo, like I just came from NYU and mm-hmm. I'm broke. And I think that was like the sobering moment where it's like, yo, like what am I doing here? You know, very depressive. Um, but I, I just kept praying, man. I just kept praying. I just kept working. I got very granular about my debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just like figured it out. One, and the third thing I did also was um, I stopped going out. Mm. I was, yeah. The streets is a killer. The streets are a killer. The street is a killer, especially if you if you drink. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I I think about that a lot. Like in my adult life, how much money I've spent going out? Thousands. I, I say Easy. I say over ninety thousand dollars. Mercy. I've been also. I've been doing a lot. It's crazy, but I started tithing. <laughs> Took out the, you know, I, I, and I, and I got involved with a debt consolidation type of company. It's called mm-hmm. National Debt Relief. So I've heard of them before. They're yeah. legit because you know a lot they're of these legit. companies out here selling us hoop dreams. They're they're, they're legit. It's just going to take a little time. Okay. Um, and you have to trust the process. Essentially, I mean, you know, I, I at that time I was a little bit more lax with mm-hmm. my bill collectors, but now I call them mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What's going on?" Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm on top of it all. Um. In order for me to be on top of it all, I did another thing. This is the next step. I had the budget. Started budgeting my money, right? So I put different sections and things like that. I got involved with uh, different Facebook groups that can help me with the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, just started reading up. Started learning about more like earn your leisure. Uh, started going to the Brooklyn Bank. Mm-hmm. Just started listening. Shout out to both of those uh, in the, um, companies and uh, outlets. Um, I, just, I just started educating myself on financial literacy. And things started going pretty good. I was able to get a bonus from my job. It's just where the good things started happening. Right. So like 2021, uh, I got a bonus from my job that helped me pay off this last credit card. Um, but the most important thing I got that year, I got a call from Aretha. Right? So <laughs> I'm like, suit, like you know, I'm in grind mode or whatever. I'm like doing my thing. And then Aretha calls. Aretha was just in the community. You know what I mean? She was a friend of, like, my close friend, Sam Pierre. Shout out to Sam. Um, and she just, like, called me. I'm like, okay, it's Aretha. All right. Am I, like, in trouble? Like, I don't know why she called me. She's like, hey, what's up? What's going on? She's like, yo, you know, I'm doing a podcast. I think you'd be a great co-host coming for an interview kind of thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. I don't think she really knew. And I told her this briefly. So I don't really think she knew that. But, like, 
that kind of brought me to life a little bit. Cause like at that time I was like really low and it was like, somebody wants to hear me talk and it was just like really dope to hear. So I want to thank you for that. Well, I mean, you know, I was following your story and I'm like, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> Is that my name? No, no, no. No, you're I, welcome. You're, yeah, I mean, yeah. you've always been good people. Like you said, you know, I met you through Sam. Yeah. If I don't shout him out, he'll probably cut me. So, you know, <laughs> shout out to Sam Pierre. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've known you. I've known you for years, but not known you, known you. Just kind of like, you know, we've all been in the same circle for yeah. like God knows how many years through like HAC and all these different things. Um, but I would say, yeah, I would say, I don't even know. Like, I know we were following each other, like, on Instagram, yeah. on According to RP. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, exactly, like, what the thought process was. But, I mean, it was an opportunity, right? It's Big an time. opportunity. And, you know, a lot of times I feel like I love, like, the male-female dynamic. And I wanted to kind of yeah. replicate that. But then it's figuring out who can actually... Fill that, you know, shoe. Like I had a great co-host, Paul Bromley. Shout out to Paul. Shout out, um, Paul. He's out here doing amazing things. And then it kind of like went back to just me. But I think that you have a lot of good insight. Yeah. And I think in, in talking to you, because we had our con- our conversations as well too, like yeah. off, off mic, <laughs> um, to really kind of get a better sense of who each other was. Yeah. Um, but I will say too, that I am very proud of you, you know, based on all the conversations we've had, the behind the mic conversations, like even coming on here and being vulnerable and sharing your story crazy is, is so important. And not many people would even dare come and say, this is how much I had in debt. I was wilding out. I was out here doing X, Y, and Z. So, you know, so I, I thank you for being vulnerable and I thank you for being part of the platform and like kind of giving a different lens to what is that we do here. So no doubt. Thank, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. So excellent. (laughs) This RP called me and, uh, that was, that gave me the chance to kind of, spread my voice out and just kind of make me do something as opposed to just work. Right. So I started doing that. Um, and like, just things started to come together. I don't know if you ever been in a position in life for like, just good things just started to happen. Right. Yeah. So Aretha called me. It was all good. Like, so now I'm on a podcast. So now my voice is hurt. So now I'm like relevant somehow. Now I end up getting a bonus for my job. I was able to knock out my last credit card a bill. So mm-hmm. I knocked that out. Now, essentially, I'm credit card debt free because all my credit cards is already canceled out. You know, I mean, I got a crazy credit report, but I don't owe anything anymore. So mm-hmm. now, technically, I'm debt free. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was riding on that. I was able to get a little job in the summer that kind of increased my income mm-hmm. seriously to like six figures. So like during 2021, I was making like six figures. So like I was able to pay off even more debt. Mm-hmm. I was able to pay off my car um, and like. Just really get my life together. You know what I'm saying? Like, just really, like, fix everything that was wrong. Um, But it really just started with, like, changing my pivot and just focusing more on the spiritual thing and just making sure, like, I was good with my creator and all that. The one thing that really kept me during this time was, um, ironically, you know, a lot of people say, like, I was drinking, I was smoking, Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, like, I was sexing it away or whatever. I don't know about anybody else. But whenever I get stressed, cleaning? Mm. Is like the biggest stress reliever ever. Like I would just clean my spot, and Rita knows what I mean when I say my spot. <laughs> <laughs> I will clean my spot, uh, spick and span. Like you know, people will come by and be like, "Yo, like 
what's that smell? Like, how did you, like, what is that? That birthed in me, um, sorry, birthed, that birthed in me <laughs> um, a desire to start a cleaning business. Um, and it was something that I've always wanted to do. It's something I enjoy doing. Um, and luckily, I was able to get it off the ground in 2022. Uh, right now, we just started. So we're very small, but we're, we're moving. You know what I mean? So now I'm, I'm in a way better place because of just, I don't know if it was a phone call to RP. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know if it was somebody looking out for me. But essentially what it was, it was just a man that kind of got lost in this world. A uh, man that kind of just was a little confused for a little time. He did a lot of damage out there, though. He hit the con, you know, I me mean? hit the concrete when he was outside. <laughs> he got we don't gotta get you him know, to like, what that really he means. He's <laughs> doing a lot, but I was able to figure it out. I'm in a way better place now. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm uh, the money is good. The cleaning business is off the ground, um, and we're working. We're working. We're 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 we're, we're working. So it, it's just been a hell of a ride. Um, and it's just been, you know, you're just looking at a man that just knows what it means to like appreciate a dollar, you know, what right. I mean? like just appreciate like what you have. You know what I mean, cause like it could really be gone in a minute and like, just stay focused, man. Lock in on what you got to get done. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just stop playing around here, especially as a grown man too. So I had to get on that. Yeah. So. That was it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will say this as well. You know, I don't know too many men out here who like to clean. So shout out to you for liking nah, to clean. I, listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. I will, I will clean everything. Like I will do the oven. I will clean the microwave. I will clean the fridge. I will clean the oven. I'll clean the walls. Take Like. It's just, a, I don't know what it is. It's just a thing for me. I just enjoy that. Like, I will dust it. I will mop it down. I will broom it. I will, like, like it's a whole thing for me. I truly enjoy that. I mean, I mean I've mean, i never heard such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard such a thing. So <laughs> I'm sure there are people tuning in wondering, uh, how do I get in contact with this dude? I mean, are we dropping, are you accepting DMs? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> People might want to slide up in the DMs talking about you clean walls, you oh, clean I ovens. I, 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 you know, I think, I, I, you know, a lot of times I really do believe in a philosophy. Whatever you see externally is, was, is a reflection of what's happening internally. Mm. So if you're at work and you look at your desk and your desk is a mess. Mm -hmm. Or if you're in your car, you look at your car, your car is a mess. If you come home every night and you're like, yo, like, I still haven't washed those dishes. Something's going on. Mm -hmm. There's something going on within you where it's like you're either avoiding something, right? Things are going a little crazy. You may have too much on your plate. That's true. You got to reevaluate and you got to look at your environment and be like, "Yo, is this the cleanest it can be? Is this the most safest environment it could be?" And it says a lot about yourself. It says that, "Yo, I respect myself enough mm -hmm. to keep my desk clear." So you're saying the mess in the house is a reflection of the mess that's going on inside. I think. So if you're dirty. In the house. <laughs> Listen, it's it. I I I think that's the case. A right. lot of times when life is chaotic, you know, my desk may not be the best. Right. You know what I mean, like let's say you're rushing out to work in the morning, like your apartment's not going to be looking the best. Your crib's right. not gonna be looking the best. And like I don't know, for me, when I come back home and I see my crib's a mess, I just have to spend the next hour just cleaning it up. Right. I turn on it. You turn on the YouTube. Put on a podcast, probably listen to some Jamal Bryant or probably catch a hack episode or something like that. Jamal Bryant, the pastor whose husband of Giselle Bryant from The Housewives. 
I believe it was the, the I, yeah. Is that, is that the Jamal he's amazing. you're talking about? Jamal Bryan is amazing. Listen. Mm. I, you I, know what it is though I, I agree with you because just because you are a mess in the streets does not mean <laughs> oh that God, you cannot the, listen the Lord uses broken vessels <laughs> he, he does. does that's all he does he does that's he, all he does so that's why sometimes you have you, you do have to look past the, the messenger <laughs> and listen to the message you know these, these reality shows man you know you can't believe everything you but hear, I mean man. it is documented that he was out here in these streets but you know busting it wide open <laughs> smashing and thrashing we yeah, can't we can't. I mean, listen, <laughs> that has not been disputed. That has not been disputed. I, I, but nonetheless, we fall down and we get up. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what the scripture says? Or, or Donnie McClurkin, who said that? <laughs> he's an amazing minister. I, I'm, I, uh, I like, I'm thoroughly like, I agree with this guy. Like, I, I get what he's saying. He does like the whole like mm-hmm. real world thing. Mm-hmm. He applies it. Well, yeah, I mean, he is in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he is doing the real world, but I, these but are I, allegations. Like these, but are I like, feel no, no. I, so, the, what I'm talking about is not allegations. I think he actually even admitted to it. But I mean, what's happening now? I I don't know what's going on now. But at the time when he cheated on her and was out here in these streets, but but what I will say is that he is a living example that we are all human. Yes, and that we make mistakes, and that doesn't mean that we have lost favor in God's sight. Agree. So as long as he stops. Smashing and thrashing in these streets for the public to see and hear. Yeah, come Because you, ha- I mean, you, at some point it's like you fall down, you get up. But I mean, as, if you're going to be a leader of a flock, I think that's my thing. You know, the everyday person is the everyday person, and although yes, he is a man, he is fallible. But I do take exception to individuals who then put put, who put themselves out there, right, as like the leader of the flocks. Like you have to be an example, so you do have to be more mindful than the average person because you are out here leading and a lot of people you know you have to be careful with God's people right because they they are seeing if this is the, their first introduction to Christ mm-hmm. and this is what they're seeing mm-hmm. it's a problem right yeah. so but i haven't actually i think i heard one of his sermons i mean a lot of these pastors who are out here doing their thing are amazing super are amazing when it comes to the sermon and deliverance you know what i mean <laughs> but Jamal Bryant, that's who you—that's who you've been listening that's my, to. Yo, yo, that killed my that's, man. That's who you've been listening to. That's my dude, Jamal, he's lit. Jamal's lit. I bet. Oh my god. But but he's helped you through your cleaning, is what you. <laughs> yes, yes, and he 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 had a message. Mm-hmm. He had a message that really kind of stuck to me. It was tied up the the the, the prodigal son, mm-hmm. and he was kind of talking about how. When his son was home, he didn't have to spend no money. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he left his father's home, he started have he's had to use his own money, mm-hmm. and that just resonated with me. It was like, yo, when I stop like with the church stuff, I stop the leglies, mm-hmm. you know, I stop like tithing everything, and that's when all hell broke loose in my, right. in my in my life. And I'm not saying that you know, I mean, my journey is different than other people, but once I lost sight of that, everything started going crazy. Right, everything like the la- like the next week, mm-hmm. or maybe the next month, but like upside down experience. But when I started tithing, I just started seeing situations and knots get unraveled. Right, just like I started getting involved with different programs, different people, mm-hmm. new energy, um, new opportunities, and uh, I'm very grateful for that. And it's uh, you know I give God the glory for everything. Another thing that got me out of the situation. If anybody's looking for like a bill payment type of system, mm-hmm. it's called Smart Payment Plan. 
No promo. This is just something that's helped me a lot. But if you are tuning in and you want to sponsor the show, I'm here for it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> Essentially, the concept is, let's say you have a bill for $500. Mm-hmm. What they do is that they'll pay the bill for you as long as the money's in the bank. Mm-hmm. The only thing that happens is they split the bill in two. Mm-hmm. So your first paycheck, they take 250 out. Your second paycheck, they take 250 out. As opposed to you getting hit with the bill, one check that demolishes your check for the rest right. for the next two weeks, you can live a little bit more because as opposed to paying the five hundred, you're only paying two fifty. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what happens is over time because you've been putting money into the account, let's say you have a bill, credit card bill. If you have more money in the account, they'll go ahead and pay your bill extra. So let's say you usually put five hundred this month, we'll put eight hundred for you to pay mm-hmm. it off sooner. It's a great program. Google it. Smart payment plan. It's helped me tremendously. Um, and it's helped me get my life back on track for sure. So national debt relief, smart payment plan, tithing, prayer, budgeting, budgeting, getting involved with dope people such as RP, San Pierre, Haitian American Caucus, Fortune Advisory. Shout out to them. They hooked me up with life insurance and um, retirement account. Good people over there. Um, Staying out these streets. Staying out these streets, bro. Like, <laughs> staying out these streets. I mean, I I pop out. You know what I mean? Like, Ice-T said it sounded really good. And it kind of just kind of changed my mentality. Like, a lot of people hustle to be seen. But Ice-T said he hustles to disappear. Mm. So it's like. I like that. Yeah. It's like, I hustle just to like, yo, like, y'all don't miss see me anymore. Like, and it's not like. It's better to not be seen, not being accessible, than as supposed to being accessible. Like if they know Rita's always here every night, then you like people always gonna come to you. Yeah. As opposed to like, yo, I haven't seen Rita in mad months. Where's she at? I like that. Yeah, she's been working. <laughs> so like you don't hustle to like be seen, you hustle to disappear. That's the truth. So now I just disappear and I just work. And I clean houses. And you clean houses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right too. <laughs> so what is so what is the feeling? Like how could you describe the feeling that you feel knowing that you, you know, you've you've conquered the debt, things have turned around. I mean, I know that you've used words like, you know, blessed, glory be to God, but I mean, like are there any other words to describe where you're at right now? I would say I'm in a, I I I'm free. I'm free cuz what happened is during that process too I had a big falling out with one of the people that I thought was one of my close friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I really needed something, it didn't come through. Um, so I had to terminate that relationship. And that hurt a lot. But, yeah, I, I, I you know, a lot of times we pray for certain things. But when it comes, we we, we ask for it. We ask God to take it away. Mm-hmm. And, nah, he, he sat me down and I went through the I went through that. Like, I went through, like, the pain. So to answer your question, what I feel now uh, I'm more relaxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm free. Uh, but, you know, the, the 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 saga continues. I'm still hustling. You know what I mean? I kind of have like a business now. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I do have a business now that uh, I enjoy doing. And it, it, it needs tender love and care. So there's a sense of urgency, but I am very glad that I'm not where I used to be. The operative word would be, uh, I feel free. I like that. Because that's what I was thinking as you're talking. I'm like, there's a sense of freedom that comes, you know, when those shackles of the debt kind of fall off. (laughs) And then then things are going in a positive direction. And it's not to say, because as God-fearing people, we always know that, you know, the devil, he walks around like a roaring lion. So he's always waiting to be like, ah, where can I get Alvin? Where can I get RP? 
So, you know, being vigilant. Bottomless, (laughs) bottomless, you know what? (laughs) The bottomless brunch when you are not of sober mind is where he's going to get you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, stay away from those mimosas. (laughs) Salt on the rim. On the rocks. That, that, that is where he'll catch you. That, he's going to catch you on a Sunday and Saturday brunch Shoot. and an after work happy hour. But I think it's for me when I'm when I'm, you know, hearing you because I, I am on my, my journey as well, too. Yeah. It's always an up and down, especially like when you're talking about like medical stuff. Right. Yeah, man. You're you got out the clear. And then next thing you know, you're hit with another bill that kind of. So some some of us feel like we are in this rat race that it's like, are we ever going to get out of this wheel? Are we ever going to like, you know, get to a space where we're in the positive and yeah. not in the negative? Um, but. I think, you know, with everything that you're saying, one thing I think to keep in mind is that, you know, there there's always an opportunity to like to to fall backwards, right, in a sense, oh, yeah, but man. to not take that as like the failure in a sense and just realize it's life. Yeah. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. It's how you approach life. It's the yeah. mindset that you have. Yeah, it's you you you're so right. You're so right. Um to describe how I would feel when I was in debt, it, it, it'll just be like heart palpitations every day. Mm-hmm. It'll be like I ran when I'm just walking. Right. But it's just like that pressure where it's like, yo, like you look at your credit card and it says maxed. Right. The limit, <laughs> like you reach the limit and like you have no bread. So you use the card and it's just like this ever is like you, it's a never ending. Yo, Get out of debt, man. Please get out of debt. Like that thing is a monster. Like mm-hmm. you will like that thing will wake you up out of sleep. That thing will put a big, big, big damper on everything. Like Right. Yo, I'm so like even till now, like even if I start like spending on a credit card, I just cut it up. I'm like, yo, like you're not gonna get me. <laughs> like I'm not like I'm not even playing with you. Like I'm only using cash. Like I have to, like I have to move at the speed of cash because the way I am, I'll spend. I have, I have no promise. I'll spend money. So that's your, so that's your way of managing and making sure you don't fall back into old habits is to not, because they say, you know, using credit correctly is beneficial for business, especially. And for, you know, people want to see that you have, you know, that you're using credit, but I could understand, I guess, until you get to the point where, you know, it's like when people who are in like what twelve step programs. Yo. It's like you know, just because you you were sober six months doesn't mean you could get that drink at the seven month, and that yeah. you're not going to fall backwards. Right. So I so I think that sometimes people think that all right, they're out, they're good, I can go ahead and you know, but you have to know yourself, hundred percent, and it's okay to take measures to you know make sure you don't go yeah. back to yeah. There 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 was some months I want to walk around with a debit card. Mm-hmm. I was just straight Geronimo out here like. If I got, you know what I mean? Like, I have nothing. Like, I just have my medical card on me. Like, because mm-hmm. it was like, I, I I would spend money that I didn't have. Right. You know what I mean? And then you fall into this thing where, like, you got to pay the debt, but you don't have the money to pay the debt. Right. So now you're like, the credit score is just dropping every day. Like, you're seeing it plummet. I'm screwed because yeah. nobody can help me. But another thing, I, this story is crazy. But, like, another thing, I lost a friend, but I gained a really good friend. That's good. And, you know, that friend was uh, St. Pierre. It's my dog. Like, after COVID, we would literally talk on the phone for like two hours. Mm-hmm. Every day. Every day. We talk about everything. 
COVID, life, bills, whatever. You, you guys know? even had a live together. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. You met IG live together. I was like, what, what is happening here? <laughs> Yo, people, I'm begging him to delete that video <laughs> off his profile. He does not want to delete because it. Because he, because he, it's Sam Pierre. He's yeah. going to have that over you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remove that for the, now we start. No, um, so I told Sam a little bit about my situation and uh, he helped me out. He helped me out. He didn't have to help me out. And that's just something that that's what friends do. Mm-hmm. Help me out. Um, and I gave it all back. I gave it all back by the end of the year. So, I'm thankful for friends like that. I lost a, I lost a friend. I gained a really, I, I lost a friend. I gained a brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm, it's the, the, the journey is never over. Um, but it, it, it's been an amazing journey. Um, and that it, it's just a testament, man. Like really for the people out there, really try to achieve maximum cash flow. The only way you get there is by paying down the debt. Right. You, like you don't want somebody hanging over your back saying like, yo, you owe me this, you owe me that. Like, don't go to Mexico. Don't do the Tulum. Like, don't do the. You know what I mean. Don't don't go to Picant this weekend. Like, stay home. Budget. Right. Like this weekend. Like, just get into your budget. Like, figure out what you're doing with your money because debt is the devil. Yeah, it's debilitating. It's it's, it's not, not of God. It's not. It's not. It's like, yo. <laughs> Like you're stressed out all the time, right? All the time, it's like a stress thing. And like you're just getting hit with these bombs, and it's like, yo, like it never ends. But in it for me, I ain't going back. I'm telling you, according to RP, listen, I'm not going back, man. And we'll yeah. be monitoring his credit score and his uh, accounts, <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> my joint is looking very seventy right now, seven hundred, like Gucci. Listen, listen. Very happy, but. Yeah, that's my story, and it, it, it's still growing. It's still growing. So right now, my biggest focus is just making sure that I'm the best teacher I can be, um, and I'm also the best business owner I could be as well. Mm-hmm. Making sure that every customer is happy and is satisfied with the, their clean home, whether it's residential, commercial. We always aim to please. So that's where I'm at. God is great. It's crazy all the time. Yeah, man. I Get mean, that was definitely debt. a story. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a journey. But I think one, again, that um, a lot of people will resonate with. I think a lot of us, again, we are in this interesting debt rat race, right? We get out, we get back in. We get out, we get back in. And it's like, and it's almost as if, it's not even almost. The government, society, like, they like us being in this space. 100%. Because, you know, during the pandemic, you know, it's like layaway came back, like in the form of Afterpay, Klarna, Quad, whatever, where now you could break things up into four or five pieces. So people are now able to spend more. It's like a different type of credit yeah. layaway plan. Yeah. And because during the pandemic, I was wondering, how is everybody in Tulum? Like, I was so confused. <laughs> like, people were on Facts. flights. They were flying all over the world. Like like people who I knew yeah. had no business being in Tulum was in Tulum. I didn't even, I've never, I, I still to this day have not been to Tulum. I've been to other parts of Mexico, but I have not been to this Tulum area. They wild in Mexico now, right, too, right? Didn't they kill these two uh, shorties that try to get the BBL? Well, they're going crazy. I'll give you, give you a little backstory you on that. Yo, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
the backstory on on that situation, the four Americans, like two of them that were killed. I personally think that it was a drug deal gone wrong because mm. it's a border town of Texas, one that's been on like the like I think the FBI do not travel like level four list, right? And it's not just I mean, I know the FBI allegedly said that they confirmed that Shorty had a medical appointment, but that doesn't mean anything. Mm. If you know what you're doing, like, of course, I'm going to call and make a reservation at a restaurant, you know, to say that that's where I'm at. I feel I feel like it's a bit sketch because it was Shorty and then like three dudes that came to accompany her. They drove in a van mm. from South Carolina all the way yeah, to Mexico. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I'm and I think she was supposed to be getting a tummy tuck. Right. If I'm going to get a tummy tuck, I'm I'm flying out there. But on top of that, I'm not going to like, you know, Guadalajara or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I'm right. going to like, the, what, is it Cancun? Is Columbia. it like, there's, there's other areas not in Mexico auto, that are very, auto. you know, that are very like known for touristy. Not some like cart, like the cartels run this area. Yeah. So this whole yeah. thing about mistaken identity for Haitian smugglers... I don't know. Did they say Haitian smugglers? Yeah, too? Haitian smugglers. Wow. They they always so out here trying to disrespect. So that's what we doing. That's what we doing that's out here. Dropping, dropping, you know, I, the Haitian, Haitian smuggler. Haitian smugglers. I've never even met a Haitian smuggler before. We don't smuggle. Do we? I, I don't know. We, we might smuggle. We might smuggle. smuggle. I think that that's something we might engage in, you know, yeah, but. We're not going to be high with it. But I'm like. I don't know. I didn't understand this Mexican smuggler business in a in a hot cartel. I I don't know if it was El Chapo's cartel, but it, it, think El Chapo. You already see what we're talking about here. So apparently today, as we're talking about that, I feel like we got into hot topics now. Um, I saw that the Shade Room had posted a um, an apology. The Mexican government issued an apology. The Mexican cartel. Cartel, sorry. The Mexican cartel yeah. issued an apology saying that, you know what, they, they, they turned in the five guys who were responsible. These men fell off code. We told y'all, like, this is what y'all need to do. They they went off script. A lot of people are saying those five men are not, are not part of the cartel. Like these are regular Mexicans. They pulled serious? off the street and was like, no, this, lying, that's man. no, I mean, these are, these are the comments that in people are comment, saying, okay, okay. but I, but I mean, is that far fetched? Like, is the cartel really going to give up their snipers and their shooters or whatever? Or are they going to be like here, Juan Julio here, Don Carlo, yeah, you know, crazy. <laughs> like, like, you know, just listen, we'll pay, we'll go to prison and we'll take, care of your family I, or we're gonna kill you anyways if you don't do it reading the letter i really and i might be gullible but you're I, gullible I, <laughs> I thought that was the cartel like in my mind i'm like yo if this is really the cartel like these guys are no joke cartels like, apologize Depikile. since when is the cartel is a is a violent cartel gonna <laughs> issue a statement to america the ones who are trying to build a wall to keep them out like these people don't respect us that's a good point these people don't respect us. I mean, again, I think that as the story unfolds, we'll learn more and more about what's going on. But I am not like, and the cartels, they tend to like, they're not, they're not messing up their stuff off of like randomness. I feel like they deal with the people that they're dealing with, which is why I'm like, I don't think that this was a mistaken identity situation. I think that these people were doing deals because I think it was, it's not the first time she's been down there too. I've heard. I have to verify that, but 
the car tell like these are not amateurs. They're not just sniping away at any unmarked car that comes into their area. Like I think that there's more to it. And for me, I think because I'm like these three dudes accompanying this one girl to get a tummy tuck, that's a girl's trip. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a girl's trip. That's not right. that's not bring bring my kinfolk and Tommy from the block. They definitely brought Tommy from the block. They too. brought Tommy from the block. So, and then I saw the interview with her mother and the kids in the background, and They're I all on the couch, right? Yeah, I needed a translator first of all for that one. But <laughs> yeah. my but my ebonics <laughs> training, I was able to put to stitch the words together, and I was like, this lady looked like she was hustling. Oh my god! I'm just saying, like it's just like that whole you like you see that whole like aura, like like. I don't yeah. know. You you see the aura. You see what I'm saying? Like you see what it is. Um, like even my my friend was like, I I feel like she used to be in, in the tr- like you could just tell like what what we're watching is not or what we're hearing is not what actually happened. It may turn out that this was random, but um, it doesn't sound random to me. The car the cartels are not they're not sloppy like that. For the most part, they're not sloppy. Um, I know my friend had sent me an article about the nine American or not nine Americans, but the nine Mormons that that the cartel, I think, slaughtered or whatever, like a few years ago. But these people were actually living in Mexico in cartel run areas. But because they've been there since like the 1800s, it was kind of like, you know, we're here. We know you're there. Let's leave it at that. But. I, you know, I went, I go down rabbit holes. I went down the rabbit hole and I, and I had seen a lot of articles that talked about how they, the church were starting to speak out against the cartels and against yeah. their guns. And they've already made examples of some of their um, church members where they've like hung them. They've taken them out, killed them, beat them, leave them on the side of the road. So that, that, um that situation that happened where the nine people died, they were women and children. It wasn't even any men involved. So there was a later article that showed that it was definitely a target because of a recent, a recent um, out, I guess, outcry against guns and cartels. So all of that to say is the cartels mm-hmm. are not sloppy ass people. Mm-hmm. They're not making these types of mistakes. I think everything they do is calculated and everything they do, like they know what they're doing. They yeah. can't afford to be messing up like that. At all. Because they, they can get caught. Right. And the whole thing is done. So, right. so what do you think happened? I think it was a drug deal gone wrong. Mm. That's what I think it was. Were they trying to like buy weed or like? Of course it's not. This is a cartel. We don't do a weed. So it was like, a cocaina. So- cocaina, heroin, whatever it was. I, I think it was a drug deal gone wrong. Because if if anybody has watched any of the powers, <laughs> right? Mm. Any of, like, you see a lot of times how amateurs try to get in with a connect. They try to get, like, we see these things happen all the time on American soil. Maybe we haven't seen it in, you know, international soils. But we see these things happen all the time, like amateurs who are coming in thinking that, you know, like they, they have the connect. I mean, I watch Breaking Bad. You know, we're watching amazing Ozark. <laughs> you know what Both I mean? Amazing shows. We're watching these things. We These things happen. Like where we watch these things play out. So Scary, these guys. Right. So imagine. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm you, not, that, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm they not they wouldn't write a, an apology letter. What? I, I was like, they have a PR team. They have a legal team. <laughs> The cartel has a legal team. I thought it was very considerate. <laughs> right, right, right. So every, every, yeah, no. <laughs> I've never, I've never in my life have I seen such a thing. We apologize. Oops. So who, so who's covering it up? Is it who's like who wrote the letter? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the letter. I don't know who wrote the letter. 
I mean, there's a lot of politics involved with these cartels. Like, people sure. make it seem like the cartels are here and then the government's over here. A lot of times, they're working hand in hand, yeah. right? Because we're afraid of the cartels. And these people in government, some of them probably were, like, put up by cartel members, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, when we're thinking about, like, you know, foreign land, like, these are the things that happen. I mean, these things happen here in America. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I am I am looking forward to getting more more details following the story um because and and the reason that i'm 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 even more convinced is is somebody had brought up the shanquilla robinson situation the american that was you know killed by these haters her hater friends but do you like have we heard anything new like what's mexico doing like with respect to you know what i'm saying so it's like but yet but yet like not even a week later the cartel is sending us an apology and it's like it doesn't make sense the mexico-american relations are not what people think uh, i'm starting to see that a little bit because we got the chinquilla thing and now we got this mexican cartel i just feel like i'm in an episode of ozarks right now it just right. sounds crazy like right yeah. i mean i don't know I mean, I don't know. Like, and now you see people are, you know, people are out here saying they're not, they're never going to Mexico again. You can go to Mexico, but don't go to like El Sonado, whatever that, no, you know, like on a border town. I went to Texas um, during the whole, you know, humanitarian crisis thing with the Haitians. And I went to a Texas border town. You know what's in border towns? Nothing. Wow. Desolateness. Like miles and miles of like no stores, no nothing, like just like no greenery, really just like dry land and like dried up like trees and like it's border towns are not luxurious. They are like the slum of the slum, in my opinion. Mm. This is where you're getting a tummy tuck. Mm. So I think for me. You know, if she if, if it turns out she really was going out there to get a two dollar tummy tuck, because that's how much it had to cost. Because no, because it, like how I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know that I can I can't I can't really empathize with a lot or sympathize with a lot of these women who are going. I or let me let me not say sympathize empathize. I can't relate to a lot of these women who feel the need to like mm. get these procedures done. But I'm going to say this. If I'm going to ever do anything, I'm going to Dr. Miami. <laughs> I'm going to Dr. Miami or one of his friends. Shout out to Dr. You know Dr. what Miami I mean? Dr. Ma- Listen, he's the one he that, he's the one that does all these celebrities. I have never seen or heard of a, of a, of a malpractice or a situation with him. People are going to Dr. Miami to get their bodies done. If you were, let's say, if you were to go in under the knife, what would you want to change? I mean, I would probably, if, if yeah. I'd probably try to do a tummy tuck as well, too, because I don't need to augment anything. <laughs> you know, I am proportional. Um, it would probably be a tummy tuck. But to be very honest, not even because I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like it's that bad where I'm like, oh, I just need to, you know, maybe cut out some carbs <laughs> and do more cardio. And in like two months, I'll be fine. I think Dr. Miami, you probably get it to you for like eight. 
Dr. Miami is expensive. Is it? Dr. Miami is exp- is Dr. Miami to what, the celebrities. Like 20? Like I don't know, but he he's not charging like no like eight. Like he's charging money. People have taken like second mortgages off their house oh, nah. to go do stuff with Dr. Miami. But I would rather take a second mortgage out of my house if Get it was it that right. serious than to go to like DR, go to freaking border town, you know, Kalamazoo yeah. or whatever. Kalamazoo. To go do, you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, because a lot of these people who have gone have not come back or they've come back and complications arise yeah. and hospitals here are like, we're not touching this. Yeah, that's a scary place to be. Could you imagine? That's a very scary place to be. And that's what a lot of people got to live with. That's very tough. And also, I know like after you do the work, after you get the work done, there's also like post work. Right. There's, you got to get like massages, trains. Right. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I felt I felt really bad when I saw that story um, several months ago. She was, I don't know if she was a captain or a chief in correct in New York City Corrections. Yeah, I heard that That woman. Yeah. She was married, yeah. you know, um, for several years with her husband. And she decided to go, I think it was to DR, to get, you know, a BBL. Because I guess she wanted to have, you know, she wanted to have an ass. So she went to Dominican Republic. She went to this doctor who used to practice in the United States, but got his license revoked because of all these violations. So he just said, I'm just going to go to DR and be Mm -hmm. a doctor. So he was already doing foul shit like from before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if she didn't do her research, but she went and she died. And it's crazy Mm -hmm. because like, I think I had seen something from her husband where he was like, like I, I thought she was perfect. I didn't ask her. Cause sometimes, you know, there are men who like, they are suggesting that, you know, maybe they'll even give you the money to go get that BBL or go get that, you know, breast augmentation or whatever. But I think what bothered me and what kind of hurt me was the fact that like her husband, at least this is what he's saying to the world. I don't know what he was really saying behind closed doors, but he was like, I thought that she was perfect. Like, I loved her. I was married to her. Like, I didn't think she needed to do any of this, but she felt like she needed to and she did it. I don't know if it's because it was like a, sometimes it's a mental illness thing where you where you can't See that you're, you know, that you're good. I think they call it body dysmorphia, something yeah, like that. that's it. That's right? It. So it could be a mental illness thing, but it could also be a situation where it's like, I'm getting older. I need to keep my body tight. I don't yeah. want my, you know, man looking and at other that. women. Yeah, and I get that. I, I, I get that pressure. I mean, I'm not a woman, but yeah, I could definitely see how you may want to get some work done. Yeah. Yeah, later on in your life. Especially not since you got the bread. To I'm do just it, going right? And do it, yeah. So, but yeah. I'm not about elective surgery. I've always, I've always said that elective surgery. Anytime you go under, like it's a risk. Look at Kanye's mom. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's one yeah, of these the things, effect right? Is right. We lost kind of lost a genius a little bit, right? I mean, we lost Kanye too, <sighs> essentially. Hope he come back. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. think he might be too far gone. How do you come back? Right, because they ain't. Too fam, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they. He's still here, right? For long, I don't know, man. You don't, you don't go against the cartel and, <laughs> and leave. You know what I'm saying? Right? You really yeah. saying some crazy things, like right? I don't know how he eats because, and that's also a thing too, right? Like, how much power do they have, like, to do that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean, like, just to shut everything down. I mean, listen. And how do we replicate? Right. How do we get there? I, I like, mean. I'd like to own Eastern Parkway. I mean, I would like to own something. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> I'd they, like to own they, something. They mastered it. 
Right. I mean, I, I think there's a lot involved there. I mean, obviously, generational wealth is a big, big part of it, right? Doing illegal stuff is a big, big part of it. A lot of these people who have their money, it wasn't clean money, you know? I mean, they they became legit afterwards, but not everybody is willing to be dirty and then to become, like, legit afterwards. And a lot of people try to get legit and, you know, it just, it can't happen. It doesn't happen. So I think there's a lot of factors to that. But I think what we're trying to do, the clean way, the Jesus way... Trying is the best way, right? Uh, is the best way. I think, and and one thing I realized too is like this this obsession with um having it all mm. and being rich and being wealthy. Um, I think that that's what's also just detrimental because a lot of us are okay with meager means, to be honest. Um, I think it's this idea of wanting to do the extra, the yeah. the above and beyond. All the time, right? right? But you think about um, when we were talking offline, you know, about blue collar or whatever. But you know, you think about individuals who make, you know, even if they don't make a hundred k, but because they know how to invest, they know how to how to save. Yeah. They're not racking on debt. They're living like they're able to still go on their vacations. They're 100%. still able to do what they yeah. got to do, and they're content about it. But I think this obsession of wanting to like have everything, like all the Balenciagas, all the Gucci's, all of these different things that really don't mean anything at the end of the day. Yeah, I think if we move away from this obsession of like, you know, I don't know. It's a it's it's a very American thing, right? Consumption, yeah, and mass consumption. You know what I mean? And most of the things out here are pointless and useless, but the marketing on these things are so great. They make you think like, you know what I mean? They use the colors, mm-hmm. certain phrases, certain frequency of like how many times you see the commercial, tone right. of voice. It's like, and even oh. social media. Like social me and you media. are talking about some. If, if I were to say glasses, yeah. I'm going to start seeing it. Crazy. Like back to back to back. On Yeah, you open up your phone and you just see ads for glasses or like. All of a sudden. And they know how to get Amazon knows how to get me. Yo, Amazon yo. knows how to get me because unfortunately I have fell victim yo. to the Instagram Amazon ads. Pe- listen up, <laughs> listeners. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just found out about Amazon in like 2021. You're lying. I'm so serious. I yo, I did I didn't know I could buy anything on Amazon. Everything. I had no idea. You can buy a kidney on Amazon. For real. <laughs> For real. I'm like, whoa. Use, not use, like you'll get it on Amazon. And like once that 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 contributed to my problem too. I went crazy on Amazon too. Got the Amazon card, it was wilding. <laughs> like, why do I have an Amazon card? Yeah. Like, no, Amazon is a hot mess. Amazon and Amazon knows oh, no. what you're missing in your house. It's Facts. like it's like, you know, when people are doing like their their grocery list, they're like, Okay, let me open the fridge, let me see yeah. what I still need. These Amazon ads have you literally walking around your house like, bon, what do I need for this room? Yeah, like <laughs> a hand dryer. Right, you know, like a hand right. Dryer for like, you don't need it. A like, foot massager. Yeah, like. And I'm saying that because I bought one. <laughs> okay. But I needed it. I needed it because you know what? I don't have the dollar dollar bills to be going to, you know, these uh, parlors mm. to get like these Reiki foot massages or reflexology stuff. Sometimes you got to do it at home. It you want to go to that? It was a budget issue. It was I was budgeting, and okay, so I was like, okay. you know, yeah, I like so, that word. You see what I'm saying? Yay. So I was like, the one time purchase on Amazon or the frequent trips that are at least going to be like anywhere from like sixty to a hundred. 
I had to make I had to make a budgeting decision for the family, for the house. <laughs> for the well being. I know it's suck, but I appreciate that. Listen. We, yeah, the house appreciates it. The house appreciates it because when I'm less stressed, the house is less stressed. <laughs> yes. Happy wife, happy life. I mean, it's an interest. I mean, I'm always off and on about that. I, I do hear it all the time. Happy wife, happy life. But I'm like, no, I don't like the whole idea of like, yes, dear for everything. Like if we need to talk things out, we got to talk things it's, out. It's not a yes, dear. Because some of y'all just be like, okay, happy yeah, wife, happy life. Be, okay. I don't want to. Yeah. Because you guys are different. Guys, <laughs> like when you guys like get there, it's like. Get where, Albin? <laughs> where are obs- we getting obs- like obs- so okay okay so as a guy this is a guy right mm-hmm. we're like cavemen right like if i know she doesn't like purple mm-hmm. to maintain peace in the house i'm gonna make sure there's nothing purple around her well that's a very basic how's that basic no that's very basic like okay fine you, you know that i don't like you know i don't know ice cubes in my drink you're not gonna put ice cubes in my drink that's very basic or to make you happy no but but a lot of times when I'm hearing that happy wife, happy life, it's not about the base, the little things, because I could say the same thing for the man. I don't want him to feel some type of way. So I'm going to make sure that, you know, I don't put the legume, you know, next to his rice or whatever the case is. You know, it's the little things that you know about the person that you just do. It's not about keeping the peace. But if I don't like if I don't eat nuts, I don't eat nuts. You know what I mean? If I don't eat avocado, don't put avocado on my plate. It's, I don't think it's anything about like, oh, let's maintain the peace. I'm saying that more in the sense of like the disagreements that might take place in the house over like maybe real life issues. Right. A lot of times people shy away from confronting the issue mm-hmm. and instead are like, oh, well, I just want to put the peace. Happy wife, happy life. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want any issues. But it's like nobody should feel and this goes for the man and the woman. Nobody should feel like they're walking on eggshells in their house to keep the peace. If there is an issue, that issue is going to keep coming up if you don't address it. Right. And I get that. You're absolutely right. And I agree. As men who are grown, mm-hmm. older, we want our house to be at a certain point. We just, because mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're at war every day. When we come home, I don't want to be for you. It is what it is. Right. So I think a man will discuss the issues with their, with their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also up to the man to make sure that their woman is happy too. No, and I get that yeah. on on that on that on that basic level. But I, I like. But what I'm saying is that whenever people are really using that phrase, is to just be like, well, you know, I don't, I'm not, ta- I'm not addressing the the problems in the house because I just don't want to have to deal with it. And I'm like, well, what kind of life, what kind of relationship, what kind of household is that where you're avoiding issues because you're like, I gotta just keep her happy, so I don't want to have this conversation. Yeah, that's a little different. I. Yeah, that's that's like a little bit like a simp and whatever. Like because that's like you're not you're not standing up for yourself, right? You know, and you also have to know who your partner is too. Is right. your partner quarrelsome, right? Like would they rep- would they respect the fact that yo, I mean, I want to talk about this now. Let's talk about it later, right? Kind of thing, and that's understandable. I yeah. just don't like when when people take that approach to avoid things that must actually be talked about. And sometimes I think it's a, it's a cop out for them right. to not either take accountability or to, to even confront. Cause there are people who just don't like to confront, mm. but sometimes you have to, if we're talking about reoccurring issues. So yeah, the happy, right. yeah, the happy wife, happy life. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like I, I feel like you should just be making each other happy regardless. I, I, I agree with you and I, yes, but 
Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm standing by it. Because that's all cool what you're saying, but... When the, ta- it, when the tables flipped over, like the boots played at me. It's not a. It's not a. Should have made her happy. There should have. There should have <laughs> never. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's not about it should be nice. Like I feel like people like we really should should start really paying attention to the relationships that we're getting into. Because if anybody's throwing a a, a a plate, whether it's the man or the woman, that that does that relationship. You don't think that's love? You don't no, think? that's not love. <laughs> Y'all should not be together. If my reaction to something you say that I don't like is let me pick up a plate or let me slam something or break something, this is this relationship needs to needs to end immediately. Yeah, I got so watching Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop is toxic, my bro. Oh, dear. <laughs> I stopped watching Love and I mean it's not interesting anymore. Back in the day, like 2008 when it first came out, Yo. that was quality TV. But now, <laughs> now it's just like everything is like fake this, fake that. Like 2008, it was not the same. Yeah. When it first came out, it was not the same. Right now, though, I will not watch Love and Hip Hop to save my life. Wow, I still I I just watched the old seasons. The older seasons I could do like New York, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah I Once they started those. branching out to LA, Miami. I still watch those. It, it's it's horrible TV, but it's really good TV. Shout out I to mean, Mona Scott. She they they raked up for real. I mean it was always horrible TV, but it but the the horrible beginning horrible was yeah. good. Like now it's kind of like I'm tired of seeing all these fake lips, trash, fake everything. You know, yeah, everything yeah. it's the same storyline. Like the Jerry drinks. Springer show like. it's Jerry Springer. When Jerry Strip Springer first started out, even though I was a child, I should not have been watching it, but whatever. Phenom. It was amazing TV. Yeah, cultural phenom. Yeah. But like the, the 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 last maybe season or two, it was just like what's it going? like I just yeah. it's not the same. It was it was Jerry and Maury. Yeah, listen, the Maury, <laughs> the Maury episodes. We have you on the edge of your listen. seat. Listen, 10, 10 a.m. When yep. I was young, you ain't got nowhere to go. Ten a.m. You know Maury coming on right yep. after the news. Boom. You are not the father. That used to kill me. That used to kill me. Or you just had the bad kids on there. You used to have Billy Blaze come on there, like, put up the scared straight. The scared straight. (laughs) Listen, bring back scared straight because these kids out here are wild. It's, it's, you know, not to like take a a step back. It's It's black trauma. Like, we're on these shows, like, I don't know who the father of my baby is. Right. I mean, but they had the trailer parks too. They did. Yes, they did. They did. They, they. I mean, I could say Maury did. He did balance it out a little bit. Equal opportunity. He, he was giving equal opportunity. It wasn't just. You know, I feel like the black people were more willing. Maybe like there was more of us to be like, let's go on here. Let's Probably go on more, here. Uh, popularized right like, you know, like promoted like, right you know, like, but the white people on there was just the scandalous if not some of them were even more scandalous <laughs> some of them were even more scandalous and i think the the shock value was because they were white because because yeah. we're not used to seeing so much of that i think that what made it that's what made it for me more scandalous it's kind of like the welfare thing right like, right I think a lot of black women on welfare when it's really it's like really it's really white, the white people, white people yeah. it's really the white people yeah they're on there with everything it, it's always it's always the white people, but it's gonna get edited. <laughs> Listen, it, it will not be edited. Oh <laughs> it will not be. I mean, truth is truth. I mean, the statistics are what they are. That's true. And I think that I think that it's important to talk about it because we're always made to be to be seen as we're the ones who are on welfare all the time. We're the ones who are getting government assistance. We're the ones who are like at the bottom of the barrel. It's always the light is always on us. Yeah, man. 
I, 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 I try to tell these young boys in my school that every day I'm like, yo, bro, innocent or not, smart or not, graduate or not, you are a black man in America. You have a target on your back and front. Right. Get it together. Because right. it's, to, it's about to get real for you. You're about to be just like me out here. Nope. <laughs> in a boat with no paddle. Right. Figure it out. It's due next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I need, you know what I mean? I need the money next Tuesday. Right. Or else, That's cardboard it. box. Hello. Right. Figure it out. What are you going to do? What skills do you have? I don't know. I've been smoking for the past four years, right? Like, I mean, they've been dropping tracks on SoundCloud. I, I do have a rapper. A little, a little, a little sound engineering I, background. I, I do have a student who is a rapper <laughs> right now. It's not bad, but he doesn't go to class. <laughs> because he's going to be a rapper. Hello. I, he's a SoundCloud sensation. I, I, I tell him that on a daily basis. I'm like, yo, I hope this works out. Because the other side of this coin is... Is the streets. Yeah. As a, 42nd yeah. Street. Yes. Penn Station. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen to my demo kind of thing. Like, right. It's... And that's not even like how it used to be back in the day. At least you give me a physical product. I got to remember to go to your SoundCloud to download. That's not happening. That's true. It's not happening. Unless you got a QR code right there. Right. Scan it now. Scan it. You know what's crazy? I, I was passing by this store and like if a kid wants to apply for a job, there was a QR code. Really? Yeah, man. It's been, it, it's taken it to another. I remember when I was coming up and I wanted to work. I had to like get the the paper paper. Mm-hmm. I had to fill it out there. I had to figure out my references. I didn't know what a reference was. Right, mad stuff. But now and I yet just do it. And yet they're at home doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing anything. Nothing but video games. They either want to be YouTube gamers or they're trying to be rappers. And again, huh? All these weed spots is popping yeah. in Brooklyn. It's and the crazy part for me is that. The the government still says you need to be, well, I think, at least 18. And these kids are literally 15, 16, and they're purchasing from these synthetic weed shops. Straight up THC. I see it every day. Some of these kids come into school, eyes red, like, like, yo, Mr. Boucher, I got to eat something. My heart's beating too fast. I'm like, yo, bro, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. Go home, like. You can't even see me. Like, their eyes are squinting. I'm like, yo. And they smell like it. It's mm-hmm. not like they have, like, Febreze on them, right? Like, they smell. You smell, the, you smell. For me, like, it's when you smell the Febreze over the weed. And it's like, do you not know that, like, my nose is trained <laughs> like a dog? Like, I could smell all through Febreze, you know, um, clean, clean, clean linen, Febreze, <laughs> <laughs> tropical paradise. I can still, you know, get to the source, right? Febreze linen. Good choice. It's my favorite one. That's what I got. That is my favorite one too. Clean linen. That's the classic one. The clear clear joint. It's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's what they have. And I'm like, I can, I say, I can still smell it. Like, and I know that you got bad weed because of the punch. Like, it smells horrible. Like, what are you doing? But I mean, these are things I've heard. I I mean, we, we. I mean, no. I mean. <laughs> the thing is, is that you walk down any street in Brooklyn and you're smelling that thing. If you never knew what weed smelled like before, you will oh, yeah, just walk yeah, down yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know. And you know, the crazy thing is, we didn't even hit the spring yet. Right. <laughs> We're not even in the spring right. yet. It's about to get bananas. It's about to be. This is going to be like, I mean, last summer, you know, I guess COVID, COVID 2022 summer. 
was, you know, whatever. But this summer, I mean, we haven't had any any crazy spikes since, you know, the holidays. Not to say that we're like moving clear away from whatever's happening, but I feel like this summer is going to be even more crazier than last summer because we haven't had any reports of spikes. Nothing is, things are literally opening up. Yeah, man. Or they're they're already open. Let me not say they're opening up. They're already open. People are not wearing masks on the train anymore. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, it's going it's it's going to be interesting. But it's, it's gonna be down. but it's, we're going to be inside because we're on budgets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're on budgets. Oh. Mm. Don't go back to your old ways, uh, my dude. Debit cards. That's it. Debit cards. So you're gonna you're gonna just use all your money. All my money. <laughs> 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 No credit. Oh man, I feel you. I feel you. I'm gonna be. It's, it's gonna be a good mix. I hope. <laughs> I hope. It's not easy, man. Like you know how it is. I mean, I yeah. A good eighty degrees with your home. A good girls. eighty degrees, but that's what you, we gotta find. Like you know, like the free events. We gotta find like the outdoor stuff where you just bring your bottle of wine. First Saturdays used to be free. I can't even do first Saturdays no more. You gotta, you gotta get a ticket, and the tickets run out. But it's. I mean, it's a free ticket though. Yeah, but I, I tried to I tried to get one for April. I couldn't get one. Really? They stay. They sell out. I've never had that problem. I, I I'm maybe it's but but I usually I don't do them ahead of time. I don't know if they cap them ahead of time and then they open them up again when it gets closer to the day. Because I've bought I've got not bought but I've got tickets the same day. I tried to get tickets the other day. Them joints say yo, we sold out. We are done. Yeah, I don't know. I and, feel like. And April's going to be the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, so I know that first Saturday is going to be... It is going to be crazy. <sighs> we'll see. I'm going to find out. There. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. But I also don't... I also don't like... Like, you know, COVID has had, has made me not really want to be in the mix too much, like with crowds. Yeah. I remember there was one first Saturday. It was a Black History Month one. Not this. This was years ago. I almost died. Like there was so many people coming in, like, cause at that time they hadn't figured out their security system yet. Cause it was still, cause there wasn't anyone at the door. So people were trying to get in and out of the revolving doors, but inside was already like past capacity times three. And I really think that several people, I don't think anybody died, but several people like collapsed and like passed out because it was that bad like people like Some bodies were crushed kind of thing yeah bodies were crushing against each other like it was bad um i think ever since then i think they ended up putting the security stuff in order because now they're like they don't play games they're like one person at a time go through the door and then that's that but I, yeah as much as i i loved i mean i was going to first saturdays like since like 2006 yeah it's a good time you know what i mean but now that i feel like everybody's been put onto it it's not. It's like there's too many people now. I need to find yeah. another exclusive joint and go. This is new joint zero bond. How are you gonna be dropping that on the I'm air? So, I, yeah, <laughs> I just told you exclusive, my bad. and now you're dropping. <laughs> Damn. I think that's gonna be edited out now. We're gonna talk afterwards. Yeah, anyways, my bad, my fault. Anyways. Damn. Uh, Albin, it's been an amazing time, you know, catching up with you on According to RP. I think the fans will definitely enjoy this episode. Yeah. Um, if you guys, if you guys miss Albin, definitely, you know, DM us on the According to RP page. Let us know that you miss Albin. Um, but thank you, Albin, again for just coming no on, thank you, sharing your story. I definitely think that people will get something from it. You know, hopefully they, the the message will kick in and they'll get their lives together. Yeah, man. Stay out these streets. 
Um, don't run up your, you know, don't run up your credit. <laughs> Selectively. Selectively. Find free events, guys. Especially if you're in the New York City area. Summertime in New York City, there's mad things to do for free. So, yeah, you know. There's a few. But, but I, I, like, I like the expensive ones, though. <sighs> I like the good ones. We're going to work on you. We're gonna work on you. So I'm still, it's still in me though. You never, you never really lose it. <laughs> you never lose it. You know what I mean? It's still there. You know what I mean? Like, let me stop. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> let me stop. Either way, Alvin, again, thank you. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. Mm-hmm. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I'll talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back.